You're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lap is to the ends of the earth, from Acts chapter one, verses one to eleven. First Sunday of the month. It is our tradition that we're gonna have communion. It's an open communion, so everyone is welcome. And for those of you who are parents, you have uh, younger kids. Uh, if they do not understand what that means, and you haven't uh, have time or never explained to them, let it pass. Uh, for those of you who are just simply uh, sicker, uh, you don't know what that is, also let it pass. It's, it's not a problem. And for those of you who have relationship, for those of you who know the Lord and, and, and know what this means, uh, please uh, take it and do not uh, do not listen to the devil lie and say I was very bad yesterday last week so I'm not worthy to take this communion the Lord died for our sin and in this doing this communion the bread is the symbol of his body that's broken for us it's a symbol and the juice that we use is a symbol of his blood shed for us to cleanse to wipe to make our to make our sinful humanity at white as snow is not we're not going to be a perfect human being right after we take the communion but we'll be going embark on the journey of sanctification a journey of being made holy and it is required our surrendering our will that surrender after his will. And the Bible tells us as we take this communion, we need to self-examine our life, the area that we know that may be not pleasing to the Lord, if we know. And the only way that you know is to read his word. Taking communion is not a way to do guilt trip, but it's a way to an invitation to invite you to partake into this forgiveness of sin that done to Jesus Christ. And only can be done and only can be given through faith. The righteousness of Jesus Christ that's going to impart on you is because of your faith in him. Our salvation is based by faith, by his grace through our faith in him. Nothing else, not your past, not your good work. So anything happened before 9.35 is the past. As the usher going to prepare to pass the bread and the cup, hold on to it and wait until I invite you all to partake together. Please spend a couple minutes to, to talk to Jesus, to, to pray, to have a conversation with him in terms of an examination of your life and then I will pray for us as we can take
you picture the scene at the court and the execution, the trial and the verdict said to all of us, we are guilty in all counts because we were born sinner. Every human tendency, every thought, every action was sinful. None of us can clean up ourselves. None of us can make ourselves righteous before God. And God's law is perfect. It is always there. And the verdicts always say we are guilty. And this is why the Lord God sent his son to die for the sin of the world. For those who believe in him will have eternal life. Believe. Faith. That helps us to enter into his presence, his forgiveness. Instead of us going through the crucifixion or the modern day of lethal injection or hanging in some country or being stoned to death in the Old Testament, that Christ die in our place that we can walk free as a woman got caught in adultery in John chapter 8 the neighbor the surrounding according to the law the woman was rightly to be stoned to death but Jesus said whoever never sinned before can cast the first stone and everyone walk away, beginning with the old one. And Jesus was waiting there at the scene. And the woman was waiting, waiting for Jesus' judgment. But he spoke to the woman that you can go. I will not judge you because. I will be your salvation and forgiveness. Jesus, the first time he came to offer the world salvation, the opportunity to come back to God, the creator, the father. And this opportunity will won't last long. It will last until he returns, and we don't know exactly when he will return. So with fear and trembling, every day we walk by faith. And not by sight. We receive this one. Even though symbol is by faith. That we saw. The death penalty. That we were supposed to be. There at the cross. We're supposed to be buried. Under that tomb. And yet he rose again. And he proved to the whole world. That there. Is the impossible happen the resurrection of the body that we might have hope and today as we take this bread and drink this cup the bible tells us to continue to proclaim his death why his death because that the entrance the forgiveness of sin for that our relationship with the father can be reconciled can be renewed can be saved can be redeemed can have a new life
in our Lord Jesus Christ. This is an invitation. It's just not a religious activity because it has to be out of relationship. The question that we should ask ourselves, am I having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? And this is His body, this is blood shed from me. And this is the body of Christ that is here for us to be part, to partake in this communion. This is not an institution. This is not just a club or an organization. This is the body of Christ. Where the divine intertwine with the human. Where the divinity and humanity that we've been locked in together through the person of Jesus Christ who fully God, fully man. May I invite you to take the bread. you to take the cup. Thank you, Lord. For we know that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot clean up ourselves. We cannot help even ourselves. We cannot be righteous by ourselves. That's why we need you. And all it takes is just believe in you. Respond to your word. Lord, I pray for those who have not known you or are seeking you today, that they may know you. They may know the truth, and the truth will set them free. Free from the bondage of their sin. Not free to do anything they want but from the bondage of the sin, from their upbringing, from their cultural background, to be free, to be Christ-like, to align their life with your will and your plan. Let your will be done in their life and through their life. Thank you for the forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord, for the removal of of any sin that easily tangled through the process of sanctification. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. Thank you, Lord, for the empowerment that you give us and the assurance of the salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we call sons and daughters. We are blessed. Because of work on the cross. Let us not contain the beauty of the gospel to this forward. Let us not just keep to ourselves. But as we just took the communion and your word said, continue to proclaim your death. Continue to tell the world that Jesus Christ died for every human being on this planet Earth. So that they may have an opportunity to come. And only by faith. We thank you, Lord, for this body, the body of Christ, the assembly of the saints. 
saint because we are sinners saved by grace not because we die and somebody die becomes saint we are saint because we are sinners saved by grace thank you for the congregation of the upright we are not upright because of our own deeds but because of the work of the cross the righteousness of Christ to each and every believer thank you for this family the family of God even though we are not biologically family we are spiritually connected and as your word said responded to your mother in front of disciple who is my mother who is my father who is my brother for those who do the will of God and this is our brother and our sister our mother because we are the one we're going to do your will until you come until you come back Lord Jesus thank you for everything in Jesus name we pray Amen 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 Thank you Lord praise the Lord Good morning everyone How's everyone doing? Doing good? Um, today is the first Sunday, so it's likely it's going to be longer. Cancel your lunch plans, okay? Um, and, oh, just uh, before I forget, uh, usually we have the Vietnamese meeting or service after this, uh, you know, 11. But first Sunday of the month, uh, there will be no meeting on the ground floor. So I'm just here. I try to stay connected with uh, you know you all and fellowship after the service and looking forward to lunch with some of you. Okay. All right. So uh, as I um, shared with you a few weeks ago that we are about to enter into a, a new series or new books for um, you know this year 2023 is uh, that we're going to go through the book of Acts at least the first nine chapter of the book of Acts. And the first, uh, the next uh, uh, sixth chapter of Proverbs, which is, uh, we finished chapter five last year and continue with Proverbs chapter six later on. So uh, the goal of this year, we try to cover the uh, nine chapter of Acts and five chapter of Proverbs. And between, you know, uh, these chapter, there will be some topical, there will be um, some other pastor from uh, New Life Fellowship of Churches in the region going to visit us. So definitely you guys speak as well. So. Um, as uh, properly, uh, fearfully, and, 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 and hopefully that uh, the diet, the spiritual diet, the menu for this year is going to be, uh, you know, uh, is, is sustainable, is help us to grow in the Lord. Amen. Um, in case you didn't know, uh, I, uh, from time to time, I uh, will teach uh, uh, in university, uh, Ho Chi Minh Open University, uh, on the public uh, public speaking course, usually for third year student, or they call it speech communication. And recently, I do some mentoring for uh, University of, um, of Economics for a you know mentoring program there. And from time to time, I review the material to share with them about you know public speaking. And recently, it just uh, surfaced on uh, some of the materials that I look at that they said that you know as a public speaker that people, uh, you need to know the fatal four, uh, the fatal four. The four is that in this four topic, when you talk, every listen. You know, that, that it's, like, it's like, you know, like, a, I don't know, it's an insect, you hear noise, you just, you know, your ear pops up. 
So uh, what are they? Uh, the topic of money. Everybody want to hear a topic of money. Easy to talk about because people want to listen. Uh, the second topic is security. I mean, in terms of security, uh, uh, you know, uh, assurance. I mean, like their life. People want security because uh, they don't want to live without security. That's why you know people buy insurance. They do other things. Uh, security of food and water, shelter, you know, wealth, health, whatsoever. Uh, the third one is recognition. Even talk about recognition, fame, you know, to be recognized, how to get famous, how to be successful. Uh, that's pop culture that tell us and all over the place. People want to be successful. Why? To be recognized. Uh, the fourth one is that uh, sex. <laughs> if you want to talk about sex, everybody listen. I mean, I assume from the youngest, for those who are under 18, we're not talking about sex today, okay? Uh, and, uh, you know, to the elders, uh, you know, people would just pop up and listen. And this is why sometimes uh, you see some motivational speaker, they will enter in the first 30 seconds uh, with their speech to, this, uh, to capture the audience with these four fatal four. They call it because people always have problem with that. They always have problem with the four. Now, in the church, um, my approach is even better. I don't need to use that to attract you because I learn and I know what attract you, well, that's what needs to keep you. And only here, as we say, we have nothing but Jesus. If Jesus does not attract you and does not make you happy, I don't know who else will. Okay? So if Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ will not make your life happy, no one else, nothing can. Are you still with me? So I don't need to get to, you know, to use all the technical, you know, uh, public speaking to draw your attention. If you need to have a sleep, please sleep. Okay, I I have uh, my ego have been uh, shattered. I have been buried my ego, so I don't need to become uh, very exciting and you know got all the view. You you, you want to sleep? Uh, there's a couch up there. You can go and sleep. You need to sleep. You know, mercy, love, grace enough for you. But just in case you don't want listening while you're sleeping, because can be dead, result in dead. That's in the Bible. You know, you fell down. I'm not sure I have the gift of the possible to wake you up. But, you know, just if you need to sleep, find a secure place to sleep. If you want to listen to the Word of God, just pay attention with the desire and the heart to put into practice. Amen. So we come to the book of Acts. And the author of the book of Acts who God used is the apostle or the disciple Luke, the physician, known as the, also the doctor, and uh, I failed my, one of the quiz, the question is, uh, is this author, the book is eyewitness of the gospel? And I thought it's all four gospel, the gospel of Matthew, Mark, uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, supposed to be eyewitnesses account, because, you know, you, s you, you have to see Jesus in his act, and then you will I have to record and write down, you know, and uh, you know my and usually you remember your failure more than your success, <laughs> and so uh, because they say with the short passage of the first eleven verse, can you conclude is it he a witnesses eyewitnesses or something else? And I thought, how can you know it's only eleven verse that I can come from? You cannot look Google, you cannot look commentary, you cannot look elsewhere, just the text. And read over and over again, I cannot be sure. Uh, because I said, yeah, of course the disciples will be eyewitnesses. But here in the text, this is help us to learn 
into of, uh, one of uh, the skill of Bible study. I put it here, observation. A good observation will lead you to a good interpretation. A good interpretation will lead you to a good application. Oftentimes, we've got a terrible application because we don't have observed the text. Because in the text, all the evidence is there. It's called textual evidence. And it's so-called that we need to, part of a church is not just to preach to you a bite-side meal or a pill that you can take. Maybe there's time for that. But it's also train you into learning, studying God's word, at least inspire you. And so, um, you know, I laid out in all this uh, in the book here. Uh, but I want to demonstrate here in the first 11 verse, which is important to tell you about the rest of the book of Acts. Okay? So anytime you read the letters in the Bible, the, any book, usually, especially New Testament, the first uh, so-called prologue, uh, this uh, introduction, it gives you uh, the main gist and the main point of the rest of the book, or they say the punchline of all the books. So, with that, if you have the Bible, verse 1, in the first book, textually, uh, he preferred to the book of Luke's, the uh, old Theophilus, and some, if you know the Bible, if I, oh, you know, pastor, you need to unpack the name. Well, I'm not a fan of unpack all the name, what's that mean, even though it has some meaning, because it can lead you to somewhere else. So, it could be a lovers of God, it could be a personal name of a governor, could be someone that Luke knows, could be his friend, could be someone that his, you know, he, he write dearly to, maybe with the communities of, you know, under persecuted, they, they, they uh, perhaps, because some people said that because they're under persecution, maybe it's a code name for something else. That's why we don't delve into what the name that means. It's just Theophilus. It's just accept that as a name, as a could be a community, could be a person, could be you know someone that looks the author knows. And he he just I have dealt with all of that. Jesus began to do and teach that in the gospel. Look, until the day he was taken up, which means that the ascension. We just finished the book of the look, uh, the last chapter twenty four that Jesus was lifted up in the sky and uh, the promise that he will come back the same way every eye will see, okay? And then after he had given command to the Holy Spirit, to the apostle whom he had chosen, that the twelve, and he presented himself alive uh, to them after his suffering uh, by many proof appearing to them uh, during 40 days and speak about the kingdom of God. And verse 4, now, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. We will. So, when they had come together... They asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. 
And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robe. And he said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Meaning looking up to the sky. This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now, the first verse that he said, on the first book that I, mean Luke, have dealt with all the Jews, began to unto the dead, or was taking up, giving command, and he prepares it himself. So he's the one that the compiler. He's the one that 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 compile because he's not a nigh witness, see that. But he do almost like today called he done research. He go met eyewitnesses, recorded, he will uh, uh, see the evidence and he will perhaps maybe so called an interview, you know, with Jesus. And so and then Maybe at that time, because he, he was busy he was, you know, uh, with being a physician, but he is the, he's the one that who really keen on learning about God's word and, and want to know about the kingdom of God. And that's why God used him to record all of that. He's a compiler. He will put all the records. So uh, the book of Luke is interesting, the gospel of Luke, because he lay out in a, you know, a according manner in, 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 uh, in the first chapter of uh, Luke that because that he's the one that compiled and he laid out you know, in more of a psychological way so that as a readers can read. So it's continue with uh, the book of Acts. So that's why it's first volume, then second volume. Maybe quickly, so if you don't know, if you don't uh, see the connection, go home and read again Luke chapter 1, okay? Now, uh, today, I just want to have two points just want to bring out to us. There are many things in these 11 verses, which is, we can save that for, you know, Bible study, Leibniz, but just two things. Number one, number one, next slide, is speaking about the kingdom of God. And here it said, because uh, Luke tells us that he recorded down because that, you know, what happened to Jesus, he want the, the audience know that, that all this thing happened so that it's fulfilled all the prophecy in the past in the Old Testament. And then the reason that Jesus appeared to them and lived with them and showed them many proof, meaning that his body eating with them, uh, going about with them, continue to teach them, uh, stay with them for 40 days to make sure that, you know, no rumors say, oh, you know, maybe a ghost. Maybe it's, it's a fake one, not real Jesus that being crucified, touch me, see my hand, see my size, all of that evidence, undeniable evidence. And then, um, then, then appearing to them 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. So Jesus, like, before that he ascended to heaven, he will reaffirm that the message of the gospel is heading toward the kingdom. Because the gospel... That in the gospel, look, it's about salvation. We mean that the Messiah will come and will be Christ, will be the Savior of the world. So the Jew were waiting. The Gentile didn't know. But the Gentile said, okay, it, I saw a miracle. I saw that, you know, happen to my life. Now, if this Jesus can perform the miracles, I will follow him. So they believe because of signs and wonder. The Jews, while they saw the sign one day, they doubted. 
They doubt it because I'm not sh they're not sure that it's Jesus is the one that's been long waited for. So we see in the gospel all the tension, the Jew, the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the, uh, the uh, Romans and all of that tension with Jesus because he is uh, about to bring the kingdom come. So before Jesus' crucifixion, people heard about the idea of the kingdom, but they never experienced or been actualized. Meaning it has not come yet. So when Jesus come and say the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom come, because he declared it, he's the one who usher in the kingdom. But no one can come to the kingdom unless there will be the forgiveness of sin and the redemption or the salvation, which is only can be done to the death of uh, his son, Jesus Christ. So he pronounced, he proclaimed, he tell in advance about the kingdom of God. So after the crucifixion, the resurrection, and now about to be have the ascension, and of course he tell that he will come back, then he will, this is the time that where he talk about the kingdom of God. Because without Christ, without crucifixion, without resurrection, there will be no kingdom of God. Think about the term kingdom of God here. The kingdom of God must have a king. as the king. And uh, any kingdom on this planet Earth have a king, army, natural resources, land. Of course, uh, you know, even the neighboring country, you, you, you uh, uh, do trade and you have citizen. Now, so the question you and I ask, what is the kingdom of God? We know he's a king. Where is the kingdom of God? Because the kingdom of God at this point is this juncture that he about to establish the church. So the book of Acts is the birth of the church. As I said before the book of Acts, we, uh, the Jews only have synagogue or temple. So they go there to worship. So that's why Jesus pulled out the scroll of Isaiah and read in the temple that today will fulfill in your witnesses. And some of it, uh, some he did not read the full Isaiah. In my persuasion, I think that he will wait until the end that he read the last because he's going to fulfill the second part of Isaiah. And so, so he, he went to temple, I mean synagogue to synagogue. So at that time, there was no church because there no definite of church because the Jew will meet in the synagogue. Now, if the Gentiles want to believe in Jesus and want to worship with the Jews, they need to do one thing or a few things. <laughs> that is circumcision. Male need to be circumcised. Uh, and they have to follow other rituals. Maybe follow the cleansing. Uh, even you go to today uh, in Israel, there's some, uh, you know, some pool, that, that the pool for cleansing. And before they go to the temple, they need to do all that ritual and they follow uh, strictly to the book of Leviticus is all a so-called ceremonial law. And so the, the Gentiles want to worship the Jew, they need to do all of that. So Jesus came and redefined quite a bit and so that the, the Jew uh, somewhat hate him. So he intentionally healed people on the, on the Sabbath for him because they misunderstood the law. They know the letter of the law but they didn't know the spirit of the law. I mean God's law. And so they say the Lord made the Sabbath for men, not men for the Sabbath. We mean we're not being enslaved by the Sabbath, but the Sabbath is for men for rest, for, for, for worship the Lord. So then the, the, all the Gentiles must follow the law. And now the book of Acts that helped us to bring now is the watershed moment for the birth of the church. That the kingdom come because Christ has come. 
because he has died and he rose again. And now he about will back to the Father. And chapter 2, we talk about the, imp uh, the endowment of the Holy Spirit that will make the church whole. And that's the power and the presence of the Lord. So right now, chapter 1, he will say, okay, he will talk more about the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom is, basically the kingdom is that we will talk about the king. We will talk about his activity. We will talk about how he rules and reigns. Right? Any kingdom, you must know the king. Right now, if you are if your country, I hope that you love your country. Some of you may not. I know. Uh, at least you love your president. Some of you may not. Okay. Now we talk about the kingdom of God. God is king. Jesus is king. I just have to assume that you love Jesus. Okay. Now some of you may say I'm not quite fully know and love you. It's okay. It will take your time to know the king. And the kingdom of God, how this, uh, you know, going to live out practically. There's no uh, geogra geographical limitation. It's no longer in the land. We don't need to be, par uh, be a, a partaker or a citizen of the kingdom of God in order to have to live in the holy land in Israel. It happened if you want to live there, it's fine. <laughs> but we don't need to become, you know, the citizen of heaven who have to live in the holy land. Now, some of you may have the background say, oh, you know, at the end day, everybody have to flock to Jerusalem. It might be so, maybe not. You know? So we're not fast forward to the book of Revelation. But right now, right now, it's not bound by geography. Okay? So where's the kingdom? The kingdom can be here, can be any country. Even the country in Middle East can be in, in the country that people view as the axis of evil. As, as, as all the, the, the dictatorship, because the kingdom of God is first about the king. Are you still with me? And about his rule and reign, his word, his instruction, all of that, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the word being laid out and being fulfilled, and the promise of God. Now, if, if you and I want to experience the kingdom of God right here in this city, in this church, in this country, it's just simple. You must know the king. You must have relationship with him. You must love the king. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't desire to go to the kingdom of God. You proud about that kingdom. The problem with Christian, many Christians, they find struggle in sharing the good news and, and, and telling others about Jesus because technically inside them, they're not very proud about the kingdom. My life is in a mess. I'm not a good Christian. Who told you that you need to be a good Christian? The Bible tells us that there will be no good one. You have to be righteous, yes, by faith. So I'm not a good pastor, but I'm a righteous pastor by faith. I look in the mirror. I confidently, by the word of God, say I'm righteous before God because I have relationship with the king. I know the king. I live according to the king's word, which is God's word. I know that the kingdom come, when he said the kingdom come, it means that the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we got the foundation for all who enter the kingdom. So if you and I do not share the good news, we are somewhat, I mean, just analogy, we are somewhat not allow. I mean, like close the door, not welcoming other people to the kingdom. Imagine if you walk into this door and, and you know, and then instead of the door wide open, you know, you say, oh, you know, maybe you're not worthy, just stay out, right? 
the, the kingdom of God is, is, is the foundation. It's talk about the king, his word, his rule, his reign, his grace, his love, his mercy, all of that. And you and I need to be the one who spread the gospel. In order for the kingdom come into this land, this city, this country, and many represented here for other nations, you and I need to preach the gospel. You don't need to be a preacher. You don't need to be a pastor. God called every follower to speak about the kingdom. Amen? Oh, I have no skill. I'm, uh, I'm not a public speaker. Who told you? The Bible never told you you need to be a public speaker. In fact, you need to be a good listener rather than a good speaker. You know, I have to remind myself all of that, right? Before I speak, I need to listen, right? Which is I fail sometimes. <laughs> because uh, listen to the word of God. Without listening to the word, I, I, I have no, nothing to tell you. Without reading God's word in our, our daily life, really, when someone asks you, tell me more about Jesus, you know, uh, yeah, I just go to Sunday. I mean, I don't know. I, I bring you to pastor. Pastor will tell you. No, you're the one to tell you them, right? If you bring someone here and say, Pastor, can you, uh, can you tell uh, them all? Say, you're the one to tell them. Or can you pray for them? Of course, I like to pray for them, but you're the one to pray for them. That's how you and I live in the kingdom of God. Because we know the king, we trust the king, we love the king, and we tell king's word, the word of the king to others. So that may be able to come into the kingdom of God. Now, the, any kingdom, they always have rules and regulation. Okay? Thanks to God that we have no regulation in the kingdom of God. It's only except one, that by faith. That by faith that you and I enter into God's kingdom because of His grace, His mercy. Now, of course, we have to live according to God's word. We need to uh, have our life crucified with Him so that we are alive in Him. We no, longer have, uh, we no longer be able to live in sin, but live in God. We no longer want to become slave to sin, but slave to righteousness. And that is how you and I is going to live in the kingdom of God. Right here, right in this city, right in their job. Right in your job. Because some of you say, oh yeah, you know, I wish that I work in uh, you know, the Christian, full of Christian. The company that full of Christian. So I don't have this fight, and I don't have this uh, trouble. I work with a boss who don't know God. I work with my colleague who don't know God. So very struggle. I tell you, this is also true. If you work in a company full of Christians, more problems. <laughs> more problems. More problems. Like this one, like the church. You know, I have more problems. More problems. You think that all Christians come together, happy, happy on Sunday, no problem during the week? Uh, wait until if God calls you become a pastor. <laughs> I will not tell you. Otherwise, you're scared. <laughs> so, so pray to the Lord that you can live, you know, speak about the kingdom of God and, 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 and ask your colleague and friend, say, uh, do you know my king? Uh, do you know my king? Do you want to know about the king that I worship? I bet you some of you maybe go home and feel shy and feel shame like you never open your mouth. Talk about the king. You might talk about the king in Europe. You might spend hours watching the royal wedding in UK. And you know all the saga and the episode and the drama in the royal court, in the royal family. And yet not know about the drama of God in the Bible, in the Old Testament, New Testament. You know that this drama and all the human drama in the Old Testament is, is, is ugly 
at the same time, it's beautiful because that you see the progressive redemption of all the sinner to the point of Christ. And then he opened the doorway for the Gentile to enter into the kingdom of God only not by the ceremonial law, not by circumcision, but the circumcision of the heart. And that's why people got saved in the kingdom. And we see all the tension right after the church was burnt. It's all the trouble there because the Jew and Gentile and all the sinner, when they live together, always a trouble. Same with marriage. Same with any relationship. But we continue to live in the kingdom because we know the king. We have relationship with the king. We follow the king. Even though you and I will have tension, sooner or later, I will offend you, you offend me, we offend one another, and some of you will leave church. I will not leave church <laughs> unless you call. That's, that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Because uh, God never leave us. We can leave Him. Yes? Yes? Amen? So, so the faithfulness of God is supposed to have the impartation on you that you and I, like the book of Romans, that from faith to faith, or our translation, from the faithful to the faithful, means God's faithfulness should translate into our faithfulness. Amen? Are you still with me? Speaking about the kingdom of God is all about Jesus who rules and reigns. And beginning with the plot, the plot of lands, this is heart. Our heart needs to be ruled and reigned under Christ. It needs to have the lordship of our, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus must be king in every aspect of our life. Our resources, our time, our financial resources, our relationship, all of that not belong to you anymore. Belong to the king. If you're not happy with that, no worry, he's still king. That's why some people want to stay on the fringe of the kingdom. Can I have one leg in the kingdom and one leg in the world? You can walk a little bit, maybe one mile, two mile, you go to two mile, but your leg will be split, and if you're not straight enough, it will split you into half. You got a picture, right? Speaking about the kingdom of God is for those who worship the king. So ask yourself, if you never open your mouth to speak about the kingdom of God, the good news. Some of you might ask, been Christian for 20 years, say, Pastor, what is the gospel? Well, we need to have a coffee session because uh, I will have to, you know, some of you that read to the Bible, been Christian, I don't, you don't even can define what is the good news. And I tell you, if that is you, please, do not be shameful or come and ask. I will lay down, go to our foundation class, ask someone, what is the good news? What is the gospel? Because the Bible is not talking about religion. It's talking about relationship. The good news of Jesus Christ. The gospel of peace. The gospel that brings human sinner back to the Father. Reconcile and beautiful relationship. And you and I, if you are the kingdom minded, you will be proud of the kingdom that we are living in. And we're going to tell others about the king. It's like some of you really love your president will tell others about your president. Or your CEO. But oftentimes that we meet in a, in sometime, you know, we have an Iron Man. Of course, I, I try to eliminate all the gossip. But sometimes we, we split our mind, we complain about our CEO, okay? Uh, now, if the CEO increase the bonus, we praise him. But if not, <laughs> then we just condemn him. The problem is with the king is sometimes God deal with you very beautifully. You say, praise the Lord, amen. But when you go to struggle, say, oh, what is this, Lord? 
Of course, you dare not to curse the Lord, but you say, I don't like this, I don't this, and the Lord has a good plan for you, but you say, you know, I, I don't really know that it's a good plan or not, but I'm this situation. And some of you go into tough time, especially during the pandemic. The pandemic, the pandemic, as I shared before, is a testing ground. It's the wilderness testing ground for many faith. Some faith can become real gold. Other faith will be rotten because it's made of fake one. But we as God called as a brother and sister keeper, we bring the good news, we bring the gospel, we bring the word. In many ways, pray for them, intercede, and bring them back to the kingdom of God and to the king. Are you still with me? Alright, so as the kingdom uh, citizen, the kingdom of God citizen, we just need to speak about the kingdom of God. You need to find your creative way to communicate that you are the citizen of the kingdom. So it doesn't matter how this country changed. Now, some of you in business and in investment, in finance, of course, you need to listen to the news and read about the political changes. And, you know, some of you are panicked because of, you know, different regime party and, and different political games. Yeah, you can read that for your job, but you should not be panicked. Because you, if you are following the king, whatever the earthly king or ruler changed, and it will change throughout history, it will change. Kingdom rise, whether the Romans thought they're going to be forever, they fell, or the kingdom will be powerful, ro rose and fell again. The only king in this kingdom will last forever is the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So you make sure you have the right relationship with the king. If you are in business, you want a good connection. And I tell you, make the investment in this connection. Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Number two. Uh, being Jesus' witnesses. Now, not in Vietnam, but in, I guess, uh, in the U.S., uh, I'm not sure, maybe U.K., uh, maybe, uh, I'm not sure Australia now, but a few say uh, the Western world, Commonwealth, you go to the court, you, before you testify, you need to put your hands on the Bible, whether you believe or not, but that's just the protocol. I mean, that's tradition, because it burnt out. You know, the court case and the, the, most of the law, most of the, the, country, the, the law in the different countries, especially Western world, is somewhat rooted and get a principle from the Bible. You know, you shall not kill. Uh, who said that? Uh, you know, because the Bible said that. So they borrow and they think this is a good thing. Uh, except some of the tribe, you know, they, they eat each other, they cannibal, and they, uh, you know, it's a trophy if you kill someone, right? But so, so most countries go to court before you testify, you have to put your hands on the Bible, you, 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 you know, you witness, you testify, you know, you, you tell him the truth, nothing but the truth, right? You, you know that, right? Or at least you watch movies, you see that, right? <laughs> so, being Jesus' witness, the second point I want to focus, because when you talk about the kingdom of God, we cannot separate that you and I being his witnesses. We need to be the witness, not a lawyer, but a witness to tell what had happened. Simple as that. Oh, yes, uh, I, I, I witnessed that I read the account. I came to believe there's a creation. I come to believe there is redemption in Jesus Christ. I, I read the account. I come to believe that this is there will be school fiction. Um, the historical evidence is, is undeniable. I come to believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
the Son of Man, and He's my Savior, and He is the Lord. If you don't have that conviction, you, you and I cannot be Jesus' witnesses. Because every time, can you testify, share about Jesus? Uh, I'm not sure my testimony is good. Who told you that your testimony needs to be good? has to be true, but not to be good. Good in what standard? Oh, I'm not a good communicator. I'm not a good speaker. Who told you that you need to be a good communicator and good speaker in order to be a witness of Jesus Christ? All you need to tell is like, what Jesus has done in your life. You need to be a living testimony, a living witness. Not that one, not religious witness. Oh, yeah, I have new religion and religion so good. You know, they come to Sunday, they sing song, and they go out for lunch. It's very peaceful, you know, and everybody love each other. And, you know, and if I, you know, I, I uh, everybody seems to be so nice. You know, some, some, some of you came here and think the church is so nice. You know, you wait until you have a problem. Right, then we, and, and not everyone is so nice because we're all sinners. We're saved by grace. We don't need to be a perfect Christian in order to witness Jesus Christ. In fact, you and I won't be able. But we always can be a, a sinner saved by grace. Even as broken as our life or whatever that you are going through, you still can be a witness. Because the point of being witness is about Jesus, not about you. So if someone or me, pastor, ask you, oh, can you share a testimony? Yeah, my testimony is so good. Who said that is about you? It's about Jesus that work in your life. It has to be your life. Don't tell about your grandma's life, okay? Some of you, pastor, uh, my story not good. Can I tell about my grandma? She a missionary? Yeah, you can tell at the time. I want to know too, but what about your life? Or my life is not interesting, it's boring. If it's about Jesus, cannot be bored. It's about you, oh yes, can be bored. Are you still with me? My encouragement to all of us is that you don't wait for, like, until you are good Christian, perfect, good character, all of that, then become a witness of Jesus Christ. Because witness, be a witness of Jesus Christ is telling about His grace, His love, His mercy, and the gospel, the good news. The good news that sinner can be saved by grace through faith. Now in this chapter, we talk about also witness the power, being powered by, empowered by the Holy Spirit, as we see later on in chapter 2. And become a witness as we tell others about the kingdom of God. Because God did not leave us alone say, ah, go tell other about kingdom and then you become very weak. You, be, you and I will be empowered by the Holy Spirit and the word of God and the grace of God and mercy of God and the love of God are all sufficient for us. And we are becoming a witness. And we expecting. Because it's this, huh? Because I heard also some people because they don't have a full understanding that, you know, Jesus died for me, yes. I have new life, happy, hallelujah, then go through the sanctification process, why life is so tough, why life is so difficult, and their faith becomes, you know, kind of shaken because they not fully understand the gospel. Or somebody selling them the gospel with a discount price. Or you follow Jesus, say, see the prayer, and your life will be good, and that's it. And that is terrible because it's a discounted version of gospel. You need to tell them the full gospel. You follow Jesus means you surrender your life. It means 
death. It means death and alive in Christ. You no longer can, can afford to live the old lifestyle, but a new life in Christ. What you, got, you had is no longer yours, but it is His. And you're going to be subjected to the King, and His name is Jesus. Unless you surrender this, don't follow Jesus. And He said that those who follow me need to lay out the cost, the cost of the disciple that they need to pay. This is why in our church, after the foundation card, encourage people that they need to count the cost before they want to do water baptism. Because we don't want people to get wet, but people want to get baptized. To get wet is easy. Somebody push them to the pool. But to really follow Jesus, it requires counting the cost. A lot of sacrifices. A lot of turning point as we surrender. This is why Christian in general statement here that not making any impact in the world because either a cultural Christian, they became Christian because their parents, or they born out in a culture that everybody go to church or because it's just, it just something nice they want to put on, they have a religion not impactful because of the good news. If you and I live in the good news, saved by the good news of Jesus Christ, we cannot stop telling about the good news. Amen? Amen. We can't, we, there, there's no such thing in our mind. Think, uh, you know, should I, should I tell about Jesus to my colleague? Uh, should, I, uh, should I let him know I'm Christian? What is that? That being religious. Even the Bible in Isaiah is quite a strong word to say. Even the leopard cannot deny his spot. But yet Christian sometimes say, yeah, my Christian identity is only in church. When I come to the world online Monday to Saturday, I have different identity. You are living a double life. And the more you're living a double life, there's no power in you. You don't love the king. You don't want to tell about the king. You don't want to tell about the kingdom. You don't love in the kingdom because you're still living in other kingdoms can be kingdom of darkness, can be kingdom of many things, guilt, shame, all of that. And then you will buy into other packages, offer from other kingdoms. And it can be a self-help. That could be a motivational speech. That could be anything except the gospel. And that is tragic. The Bible tells us that Christians are supposed to be empowered spirit, live by the word, and be the kingdom-minded people, and be a Jesus witness. And that's where the book of Revelation said that uh, the, the end time, there will be the testimony of Jesus. Because people are going to tell others about Jesus. And I tell you what, some of you may be like Esther. Maybe the word that to, to Mordecai to say Esther is that if you're not going to rise and tell others, God will use others. And Esther is say, if I die, I die. I will tell the king. This is the message. Some of you to have that, that kind of spirit in you that if I die, I die today. I will tell my boss about the kingdom. I will tell about the king. I will tell about everyone who meet and I'm not afraid because if I die, I die. Tell your parents. Tell your neighbor. Tell your colleague. You don't need to have the skill of the lawyer again. Be a witness, which means what you saw, what you experienced, you tell. You understand what I'm saying? So my prayer and my hope, I just want to lay out two just main points of this passage for us. So speaking about the kingdom of God, 
every one of us here is able to. Don't tell me, Pastor, I have no gift of speaking about the kingdom of God. Well, just tell about the king. Or unless you don't know the king, unless you don't want to have a relationship, you don't really love the king. You're not proud of the kingdom. That's why you keep quiet. You only tell a few friends. When you have a chance to publicly testify, you decline. For those of you who are teachers, if the, of course, if the admin say, okay, uh, you can freely express your faith in the classroom, I encourage you to do so. As I, as I share in the classroom, and you know, they did not put in writing that I should not share my personal faith, so I shared. But a, a few weeks later, I got an email from the admin say, uh, you know, General, 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 because they, 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 they cannot pinpoint as general, oh yeah, all the teachers should keep to the subject, you know, of the, the, the classroom. I said, but, but if I ask someone, the, how, where did you do last Sunday, or what do you believe, they tell me, personal. Oh yeah, I have personal faith, I can tell you. It's not, my faith is not private. Private is, privacy is what you do in your bathroom. That's privacy. Right? But your personal faith with Jesus Christ should not be private. You understand what I'm saying? It should be personal. If somebody asks you, tell them. If they don't ask you, ask the question so that you can tell them. That's called evangelistic, right? Evangel fraud. Ask them. Hey, what did you eat? What's the weather? You know, what do you believe? And tell them to peel off the worldview. Uh, say I have a, I have a, have a worldview onion. I haven't had time to unpack for you. It's, it's because you need to peel each layer of the onion in order to the core belief. Everyone on this planet, everyone on this planet, Earth have a worldview, and 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 we need to engage at the core what they really believe. Besides talking weathers and their life, their behavior, their pattern, their their lifestyle, all of that is a is a is a is a, is a the outer layer of the onion. But of course, each time we peel the layer of onion, sometimes tears drop down, right? Because the, that's the idea of peeling the onion so that we can get to the core. But it requires time, space, convenience, sacrifices, resources. Same with your company who deploy you, who employ you and deploy you. Employ you and deploy you for a mission, right? To get you to sale, to get you to admin, and then you got report, and then you have to use the resource efficiently. The same with the kingdom of God whatever your time that belongs to the King Jesus, whatever resources you have. The beauty of this, we work for the King Jesus, but Pharaoh, early rule, paid the bill. How beautiful that is happening in the book of Exodus. You want to go out? I thought go out freeze. They said, no, go, go tell neighbor, your Egyptian friend, to give me some gold. And amazing, they gave it. And they out of Egypt, out of slave, with resources, with gold. And then they go out to the, the, the promised land where the, the problem started <laughs> because they failed to trust the Lord in the wilderness. Some of you will fail to follow the Lord in this land because so many temptations. It's the wilderness. Job, loss, cut, job, cut, temptation, food, weather, people. You know, some, some of you that live in 20 years in Vietnam, you're still upset about the traffic. I understand that, right? Upset with traffic, you 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 have more curses than your praises, right? I mean inside, you know, inside. Just be be real, be honest. That's how we need each other. The kingdom of God is right here. The kingdom come, and my prayer is the kingdom come, and His will be done for each every one of us. 
speaking about the kingdom. Be, be Jesus' witnesses. Amen? Amen. Shall we have some uh, short reflection? And the question I leave with you, do you have a testimony of Jesus? If you don't, pray to the Lord that you write down one, the one that your heart, even you leave your note at home, you still be able to tell over a coffee chat. You have to be prepared to tell the gospel story of your testimony within one minute. Some people call elevator speech, one minute or ten minutes or an hour. If you don't have that, pray that the Lord will give you a one-minute testimony, ten minutes and an hour. Some of you are very good one hour, but not very good at one minute. Pray to be creative. Train yourself in the righteousness by faith. Amen? Just take some time for reflection.
Lord Jesus, as we just read the account of the Wolf of Acts, we saw your love, your compassion, your grace, your mercy. Even though after the resurrection, you did not go back to heaven straight away, you spent time, 40 days with the disciples, speak about the kingdom of God, to make sure they understand what is the kingdom of God, to be with them. Your presence means your kingdom. They cannot enter your kingdom unless you came, unless you enter, you bring the kingdom to us. None of us can enter your kingdom. You came down so that your kingdom available to us by faith. And Lord, you did not leave us alone and just living in a kingdom without a king or knowing the king and live like zombie or it's just like robots, clone. We, we don't want to have clones in the kingdom. We want to be everyone different, unique in their making. The genetic makeup is different in their spiritual leaning. They're different, yet you love them the same. Jew, Gentiles, Greek, barbarian, different ethnic, different race. And you brought them into the kingdom. You gave them the power of the Holy Spirit. You allowed them to witness, to see the ascension. So that you know that it is. That that's your place. That you came down from heaven, now you went back to heaven. And then in other gospel, we know that you went ahead to prepare for us a place. With many rooms, like I mentioned, a place, a beautiful, we cannot imagine exactly how, but we know that going to be with your presence, going to be beautiful, going to be awesome. But between now and then, Lord, between the, the time that we are living this planet uh, to the time that the kingdom full, fully revealed as when you come back. We're still living in this planet as bringing the kingdom to other people who have not yet known the king or know the message of the king, the gospel. And Lord, help us to not only speak about the kingdom of God to our neighbor and even sometimes we need to look in the mirror and speak directly to our soul. That we are the citizen of heaven. Whether we have a trouble with visa and passport in our own country or this country. It's not a problem. Because we accepted and we granted eternal visa in the kingdom. Lord, we pray that not only that we uh, be able to do that with by faith, not by our own strength. We also be your witnesses. There no such thing is interesting or not interesting testimony. Because we talk about you and you're always interesting in our life. Unless, unless our testimony is already jaded or molded. Because we left it 20 years ago somewhere in the storage. We never actually live it out. We just have the museum of faith. And not an active faith. A fresh loaf of bread every day because our faith remains the same, not growing, jaded, stale. We're not growing every day as we don't read any word of yours and there's no feeding, there's no nourishment. And we wonder why our faith just stay the same. Lord, help us to be an active 
a live, living testimony. A testimony that tells other people, people know and sense it that we have relationship and not religion. Help us, O oh Lord. Be merciful to our Lord. Help us to return to the relationship with you. Come back to the Father. For those of us who are here for seeking for the first time, let us pray in your sovereignty, in the working of the Holy Spirit, in the soul, that they may know you. That they, 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 they forget and cancel about the religion, but know you as Lord, Savior, Jesus. The King of all kings. The Lord of all lords. May each of us will always be ready to give a testimony about you, Lord Jesus. Whether to ruler, to officer in the immigration, to the colleague in the Sundays or to the school, next, the one next sit to us in the coffee shop, in anyone, as the apostle Paul tells the church, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for there's a power to save. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the good news that we all receive by faith. Thank you, Lord, for though we are not eyewitnesses from the first century, but we read the record and the compilation of your servant Luke. We come to believe this is true. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.